Hey everybody, C-Note here. Welcome to the C-Note Audio Extravaganza. This is your host, Mr. Christopher Rivera. But I'm talking extra fast because I'm running late. <laughs> I slept in. Actually, no. I was sleeping in. Sleeping in is like an hour. Like 7.15. And I'm still going to get to work on time. So it's really not that bad. I'm freaking out for no real reason. Uh, I usually go into work early so I can go to the gym and like stop at Starbucks and stuff. I might still try to squeeze Starbucks in. We'll see how it goes. And then I'll just text my manager and tell him that I'm just going to be late and then roll in with my Starbucks <laughs> like a champion. Because um, that's how you do it. It's fine. People understand. Like, don't worry about it. Who cares? I don't I don't care. <laughs> They're not going to be like, come into my office. See that Starbucks? You're fired. Get out of here. Get out of my office. I don't want to deal with you. Your face looks weird. It's not... That's something I want to deal with, or I think will happen. It's totally fine. I think we we like. I think we worry too much about like the little things and feel like it's going to be like a huge deal when it usually isn't. Um, but I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be the person that that doesn't care enough about the big things and just says eh, and then life falls apart. So I don't know. I'm not the best at that either. So who knows? Hi, welcome to the C-Note Audio Extravaganza. This is your host, Mr. Christian Rivera. I think I said that twice. That's fine. Welcome to the show. This is the official podcast version, but if you're also listening on Anchor, appreciate all your applauses. Uh, I'm up to like 7,000 applauses now, which is pretty cool. Um, I don't care about numbers, but I care about numbers. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you know. You know. Oh, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't. I have no idea. Um, no idea what I'm doing today, actually. I'm kind of just... I'm going in blind. Um, but I will say that I... Sh- I was... You know, I attempted to um, work on a poster for a friend last night. And I just stared at my computer and I just failed. I think I'm having less and less patience for graphic design. Because I've been doing more video and photo stuff. So, like, still image stuff is not as exciting anymore. Um, which is real messed up, but whatever, I don't know, and my laptop's not the greatest, so, like, I get so impatient with technology these days, which is so weird, because, like, we all grew up in this era of, like, 56k modems, and super slow processor computers, and things that barely worked, cell phones weren't a thing, cell phones were things you would play Snake on, and send too many text messages and run up the bill, and then get yelled at by your dad, that's, that happens that happened way too much, um, and I felt like that was, like, the fastest, craziest thing then, and now, like, all this technology, like, my phone is faster than my computer was back in the day, and I am super impatient about it, like, why can't you do everything? Why aren't you a magic box? You're practically a magic box, but you're not 100% a magic box. You can't, you can't produce a cheeseburger, like, literally pop it onto the screen, like, the actual cheeseburger that's not that hasn't happened yet that's that's the pinnacle of technology when you could say found cheeseburger and it pops up that would be great though a lot of children would abuse that um though that might make parenting easier oh let's look into that that would be kind of fun you just give your kid the it's not really a phone it's just like a slab like this like a cell phone and the kids can just talk into it. They'd be like, I want a pony. And then a pony appears. Like a full-size pony. And it crushes them. And then your child dies. That's not cool. Don't do that. Um, yeah, we should probably rethink that then. That's not a good idea. You shouldn't crush children with a pony. With a full-size pony. Uh, 
It's a good idea in theory, but might need to test that. Anyway, today I wanted to talk about creative blocks. Writer's block, art block, I don't know, whatever. Any any of those blockages. Any of those uh those artistic constipations that we get in our lives when we just stare at the screen and nothing happens. Which is probably the worst thing you can do, is just stare until something happens. Because you're literally doing nothing to stimulate the uh, the notion of getting something new out. Um, so we'll kind of talk about uh, getting over a creative creative block and like where to find inspiration and and that sort of stuff. So with that, without further ado, here's the show. Drums, please. <laughs> Okay, now, I gotta be honest, I'm loosely starting to consider the amount of presence I have on Anchor, because it's becoming a little exhausting. Um, it's taking a lot of work to scroll down my list and continue to find my, my, uh, my theme song, while I'm trying to drive and not die, I, uh, which is dangerous, I realize, and I don't want to do that. I don't want to die. Not yet. Not at this very moment. Maybe next week, but not today. I'm, I'm okay today. I'm fine with existing. I can handle it. I got this. Just a emotional state update. <laughs> I'm good. For now. Goodish. I mean, you know, I'm like a 3.75 out of 5. So, that's that's good enough for me. Anyway, I want to talk about creative funks. Because it's going to happen. And, um... There's really nothing you could do to... <laughs> to, to avoid it, really. Uh, you know, it could be a result of emotional states. could be a result of being distracted. Um... You know, not being in the right environments, not having the right motivation, um, not having enough information about what it is you need to do, maybe not having the right imagery, maybe you are going into it expecting to just figure it out as you go along, and maybe you're not actually good at that. Maybe you're the type of person that uh, needs more specific planning. Maybe you need to, like, storyboard or work out the idea, sketch it, things like that. Now, I've always been a person that just kind of dives in and does it, and if for some reason I can't do that, then I realize that something's wrong, that I need to step back and, I don't know, take a different approach, uh, do some more inspiration searching, do a little bit more research, uh, maybe talk to some people. I'm very much a person that, if I'm not feeling inspired, um, whether that's to write a song, do a video, whatever... And I'm in traffic. Alright. Most likely not getting to Starbucks. No! That was my Darth Vader impression. No! Anyway. Um, so. What was he saying? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm the type of. So if I'm trying to do, like, a video piece or something and I'm not feeling it, I kind of just need to go live life 
for a little bit. Uh, I don't know. Talk to people. Talk to someone who's like a career interesting person or somebody that's just, I don't know, doing something and ask them. Just like interview them, sort of. Ask them questions about how how they're doing in life, how they're approaching their business or their creative endeavors or whatever they're doing and uh, see how they feel about it. You know, it's like that, that could help you think something you didn't think of before. You know, basically find ways to put new information into your brain. Like you can't, as, as much as you can like go through logic and have conversations with yourself and and go down a rabbit hole of logic in your own head in like a padded cell, you are not getting any new information. You may be coming to some sort of revelation with your own thoughts, but, but that's still not new. You're not learning any new words because you're not being introduced to them by new people. You're not being introduced to new imagery because you're not in a new place. Um, so that is a situation where I will kind of advocate for escapism, uh, whether that is through like YouTube videos or talking to friends or listening to anchor stations, uh, you know, doing all of that stuff will possibly give you a new thing to do. And the reason I've been able to do a podcast every day is because I'm listening to other people and getting a lot of great ideas from them about topics to discuss and, um, you know, having discussions every day with people about life and, you know, kind of learning the common grounds about all the things that we deal with as people, even if we are like drastically different kinds of people, we're, there are so many common threads about the things that we deal with, whether it's systematic things in the U S or just people things when it comes to emotions and expressing yourself and, and holding yourself back because of anxiety or whatever, um, you know, there's, there's common threads. So that's, that's where I get my inspiration from. I feel like I've already pretty much covered the topic. I mean, you know, you get into a creative farm, you got to shake yourself out of it. That's pretty much it. Like you, you, you I don't know. You, you keep finding new things. You keep finding some, some conversation, something, you go down a Pinterest rabbit hole, um, try to find some ideas, but at the same time, you also, okay, so we can segue into this. Um, you also have to do, yeah, I mean, this, you could sit there and actually embrace the escapism for days and days and days, but it's really not until you try and keep trying things that uh, new ideas will, will, will form. Um, you know, and, it, and it's, don't be afraid of the bad ideas. You know, uh, don't be afraid to try stuff that's often where the good ideas come from. For me, when I'm at work, you know, it's more of a situation where I can't really leave. I'm kind of chained there for the day. So I feel like I'm a little bit more forced to try new things. And maybe that's why I was having trouble at home because I'm at home. If I want to stop, I could just stop. Like it's really not that big of a deal. Um, unless I have a client waiting and he's not paying me. So I'm like, eh, I'll figure it out later. <laughs> but in this case, like I'm at work and I'm in the middle of like, it's a very, it's fairly open. It's like open cubicles in a way, um, which I really don't like. I want my private space. Um, personally, that's part of like my antsiness because I'm like up and moving all the time. And I feel like I can't get a lot of work done because I'm in the middle, but 
that's another thing that I'm going to work on and try to address. Um, but you, you kind of have to set yourself up to allow yourself to try things, you know, break away and have those conversations, live life for a little bit, do the Pinterest searching, do a lot of research, talk to people, even get some feedback from people and ask them, Hey, I've got this problem. How would you solve it? And you know, maybe get that, get, get that perspective to help you kick it off. But at some point you got to pick up the pencil and just try stuff. Um, and make sure you're just trying new things. You know, I, I've had so many times where I, I just keep putting the same shapes in the same places and like, ah, what is, this is just not working. I want it to work, but it's not working. You just got to change your perspective, you know, rotate things, uh, try a different angle, try a different perspective, try a different font. I don't know, uh, different shapes, just, just different, just different something. And just keep doing different things until something clicks and you say, oh, that's, you know what, that's kind of a cool idea. And then you sit that in that one place that try to work out the next thing. And you just got to keep going. It's a trial and error thing. Um, and I know it's super discouraging, especially when you're not feeling it, to try to push through and try to figure that out. Uh, that really sucks. I know that feeling so much. But that's kind of the difference between, you know, an amateur and a professional. You know, you kind of have to have that persistence to be able to work through it and trust your own skill set. We all get into that imposter syndrome sort of feeling that, you know, something doesn't just like magically come together and you're like, oh, I suck at my job. I have no skills. I'm not very good at this. Why am I even trying? And that's a dangerous rabbit hole to go down because you know you're better than that. You've accomplished a lot. I assume a lot of people have accomplished a lot and it's all relative, but still, like, if you're someone who has a job in design, you're there for a reason. They liked your work. They hired you. So you have the ability to figure it out. It, it's not going to happen right away, and you have to give yourself that room. So there's the psychological aspect, too, of allowing yourself the room to breathe, to, like, figure yourself out and figure the situation out. Because we're, we're in a unique position as artists, as creators, to 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 have to like face something new every single time you know we don't finish a project and say that's it done for life <laughs> that's just not how it works you know the, the, you, you finish a project and the next one's coming personally i'm not very good at celebrating i need to work on that because i know i just need to i'm already thinking about the next project because that's just how it works you just keep going it's a never-ending thing i did thousands of projects in my last job with uh, film marketing and uh, I'll talk about that a little bit because that was a very that, that job involved a lot of persistence and a lot of figuring out with very little information so I will be the first to admit that I am super impatient in short term situations but kind of hyper patient in the long term stuff kind of like the whole Gary Vee adage um, it's interesting that he talks about that because that's kind of who I am naturally. And um, because of that, like, I don't know, I'm super lazy. I'll be the first to admit that. <laughs> like, I just, uh, I find efficient processes and things because, like, I still want to get things done. But I don't want to put in a lot of unnecessary work. So that kind of segues into, like, my last job where I was working in film marketing. And we would get a lot of, like, 
scripts or first drafts of scripts or just a general idea of how a movie is, which is kind of cool to see a movie from that stage and then have it fully evolve into a feature. Like, that's pretty rad. And then, like, sometimes seeing some of the behind-the-scenes stuff or, like, the promo photos and things, like, that's that's super rad. And I'm, like, completely honored that I got to experience that in my life. Um, I would like to do it again. But I don't know. Maybe. It's, it's very hectic. It's very demanding. I've spent a lot of late nights and a lot of time, a lot of overtime that I wasn't getting paid for because I was on salary. So it's a very demanding and high expectations kind of job. So it's... If you're a if you're a work-life balance person, that might not be the industry, and I very much am. So I don't know if I'll go back into that. But I enjoyed it while I was there. It was a lot of work, and I got a lot of things done because it was a lot of work. And we would get like bare bones stuff. We'd get a few images and have to find ways to work with them. And often it's a practice of just like trying to squeeze the lemon as much as we can. Uh, So you have to try a lot of things, you know, we have to, we have to sort of um, be present and be in the moment and look at what we actually have and make something work with that. Sometimes that did lead to shitty work, not going to lie, because we just didn't have a lot to work with. But if you're truly a creative person, and I think I I lack a lot of creativity in areas that I see a lot of people do, uh, do actually have, but... Um, I was able to work with what I had. I'm not a heavy illustrator, and somebody who's an illustrator might be able to, like, take that and do something really rad with it. So it's like, you know, looking at the situation, looking at what you've got, and then finding different ways to manipulate it, you know? Sometimes you could wish over and over again, like, oh, I wish I had better assets. I wish I had a better this, a better that. I wish my computer was better. I wish this was that. You gotta work with what you got, because that's life, you know, the more you wish you had something better, like, when you get the next, first of all, when you get the next thing, because of the way our brains adapt, we're going to want something bigger and better and shinier anyway, which is why I like, I don't really buy new things that much anymore, like, I'll, I'll buy electronics every once in a while to like upgrade, or to like, help me do my job a little bit better, but for the most part, I don't, want to lust after stuff as much, because I know I'm going to keep wanting to next the next thing, um, and this is going off topic a little bit, but uh, you, you got to work with what you got, essentially, and, and that comes with, with life and stuff, but when it comes to creativity, like, if you have minimal assets, then rearrange that stuff, you know, take, take different angles, try a different medium. Maybe it involves a painterly style. Maybe it involves crazy colors, you know? Try something ridiculous, like take textures and throw it on top of it and set some filters on it and just, I don't know, experiment. See see what happens. Scroll through the filters and see if you get, like, some kind of random idea. That's how I do it. I do stuff on the fly. I never know what I'm doing. I, I also am realistic in the fact that I know that what I think is going to happen in my head will probably not translate exactly onto paper. So you have to give yourself that wiggle room to to, to realize that, to, to know that, you know, things morph and things change and we have to be adaptable and agile or, you know, we'll see the final product and we'll be like, that's not what I imagined. Ugh, I'm the worst. 
you're just setting yourself up for failure, you know? You have to allow yourself the room to to be a professional, to, you know, to be to be someone that will make the adjustments on the fly because you're not learning the how to make something pretty. You're learning the techniques to how to communicate better. So with that, I'm going to conclude this podcast because I got to figure out if I have enough time to get the Starbucks or not. I think I'm. I think I might. I can think. I think I can sneak it in if um, if Starbucks will be like five minutes. I could probably do it on the app, but I don't know. I don't feel. I don't like loading because you have to load a minimum of twenty five dollars onto the thing, and something about that just doesn't feel right. I feel like I got tricked. <laughs> it's totally, there's no real logic to it. I just feel like they got me. And I don't like that. Uh, I mean, you get the free drink and stuff, but I don't, I'm, I don't like that kind of commitment. Sorry, Starbucks. We're friends. We're very close friends. We're often friends with benefits, and you like it. But, you know, it's, I can't quite go there. So, sorry, Starbucks. We're not, we're not like that. But I hope you learned a little bit of something about creative blocks how to overcome them, and, um, you know, shared a little bit of my personal stories and stuff, too. I mean, truth is, like, we're all, we're professionals, you know? We're creative people making, doing creative things, so if we want to have something happen, we got to do the work. Uh, that It all leads to that. I mean, even if you're not feeling it, you have to use your skills to get there, to get somewhere, to figure something out. And um, sometimes it does mean producing work lesser than you're than you're happy with but you put it out there and you do the next one you know that's why you don't get too precious about your work you know you don't get you don't fall into that perfectionist trap of it's not perfect so I'm not putting it out there who cares if it's good enough then it's good enough and then you just put your best foot forward in the next one you know don't be so harsh on yourself you know um don't fall into that imposter syndrome trap, uh, especially in high-pressure situations. I've done that. I've done that recently, as recently as last night. <laughs> and uh, the one before that, I built a website for this um, uh, this this uh, conference that we're having in the beginning of October. I built a website for it, and um, I, I mean, I was having trouble with it. I'm not. And like, I have to do a lot of research to get into like HTML and CSS mode, and I am not, uh, that just doesn't come to me naturally. I can do all that stuff, but it is very stressful, very time consuming, involve lots of research. People ask me questions and I don't have immediate answers. I'm like, hold on, I gotta Google that. <laughs> I'm just really good at Googling. That's how I do my job. And, um, you know, I eventually built this website, and it's, uh, I mean, if you want to know what it is, I'll tell you privately, but I can't publicly say it because it's for invitees only. Um, so I don't, and we're tracking analytics and stuff. So maybe I'll send you a screenshot or something if you'd like to check it out. But it's a one-page landing page. There could have been easier ways to do it, but I had to do it from scratch essentially. And um, it looks great. Pretty proud of it. But like during the process, it was a lot of figuring things out. It was a lot of not feeling great about it. And then I had to present it, and I wasn't even sure if I was really fulfilling the need because I was kind of injecting a lot of my sensibilities into it. Like they kind of looked to me for consulting on it as well. 
so I kind of took the reins and they were doing this thing where they had this like multi-page website and it was this big complicated thing and it's really a website where they're trying to get people to register for this event so I, I was like this is too much <laughs> when I came in I was like this is too much and you don't have enough time to continue this path so we had to do a simple one-page landing page where there's anchor links going to the different sections and each section has like different things on it uh, the, the different bits of information and people and the speakers and things like that and then a register button pretty much everywhere you go and um, I just basically took the feedback of the VP where she was like as long as people have the easiest way to register we can do whatever we need to so I did whatever I needed to and I did it and I was so nervous the day I had to present that I went in there I was like, oh, they're going to see that I'm a fraud, that this doesn't look the way they want to, and there's still some stuff that's, like, broken, so I'm like, they're just going to see the broken stuff, and they're going to focus on it, I don't know if this TV is calibrated right, and if it's only going to show all the broken stuff, ah, oh god, <laughs> it was a lot of anxiety and panic, and, um, I was just not in a good state, but I took it, I went into that meeting anyway, because I had to, and I did it, and I showed them, and they loved it they were like ranting and raving so far everything I've done with the company people have been bragging left and right these two commercials that I just got approved recently uh, the CEO is bragging like crazy so I feel pretty good about it rival my design and all the social channels hi my name is Christian see ya